broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Chattanooga Business Radio. I'm your host today, Ryan McPherson, and uh, I'm joined in the studio by three fantastic guests who are going to be sharing their story about business, Chattanooga, and how they are changing the world. I want to remind our listeners to make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Business Radio X. Also, use the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio if you have questions or comments about today's episodes. So first, to my radio left, I'd like to introduce a gentleman known as Tim Kelly. How are you doing, sir? I'm fine. How are you? Great. And you are CEO and co-founder of a little company called ZipFlip. Yes, I am. Well, tell a little bit about what uh, you guys are doing uh, and how you're changing the world. Well, we're trying to, I grew up in the car business and in uh, being a car dealer primarily, which I also do, uh, you know, we noticed that the private party market, people buying and selling cars to each other is kind of like the Wild West. It's dangerous, it's disorganized, it's kind of nuts. And so, you know, Craigslist is really the the incumbent in the space. So uh, ZipFlip is designed to make it safer and simpler and uh, easier. Well, we can't wait to hear how that is happening and how... People can get learn more about that. So please stick with us as we now introduce our second guest. His name is Ryan Hen. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I am awesome. And you are with the small business uh, develop or the small business development center. I am a small business counselor. Is That's that right? right? That's right. And so, what do you do for folks? Well, we we provide one on one and group session counseling services for entrepreneurs in the Chattanooga and surrounding areas. So we have about nine counties that we we support and we uh, offer. A lot of our things here locally in Chattanooga, but we also go out to the other communities and help as well as the surrounding areas. Well, knowing uh, a little bit about Chattanooga, as yeah. I do, you guys probably have a ton of people knocking on your oh, door goodness. wanting it's, to use your services. It's a, it's a very busy organization, um, and we have people coming in daily uh, and, and also stick with us throughout the lifestyle, life of their business and not just in the startup phase. Very good. Well, we look forward to hearing about that. Please stay with us as we turn to our leadoff interview here. His name is Harrison Tyner. He is founder and CEO um, of a company called We Council Solutions. How you doing, Harrison? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. So uh, you are the founder and CEO of We Council Solutions LLC, a behavioral telehealth company headquartered here in Chattanooga, and you started that back in 2012. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, behavioral telehealth, correct? And talk us a little bit about that. That's kind of a new term. I've not heard much. Uh, what do you do for folks? Yeah, for the for the mainstream, by and large, it's still a relatively new thing, but. Uh, what we council does is we offer um, a cloud-based software technology that connects doctors to their patients online through secure video conference remotely. Uh, we also offer a series of other client engagement tools that make it a more or less online office uh, for providers, whether they're in private practice or for larger healthcare organizations with more complex workflows. Now, if I need to see a doctor, don't I need to go into the office, get a checkup, get my, you know, my 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 diagnostics of what my current heart rate is, my blood pressure and all that? Well, uh, certainly, but a lot of times uh, that's just not necessarily uh, a possibility, actually. The uh, reason I uh, founded We Council in the first place or the, the ethos behind it is <clears throat> just seeing through a personal experience that there's a huge lack issue with the lack of access to healthcare in the United States, and you wouldn't think that, but even more so in uh, the behavioral healthcare setting. A lot of people uh, can't necessarily gain access to that uh, even basic level of treatment, and uh, we decided to focus on a specific niche in uh, in behavioral health. So behavioral health, 
via video conferencing, right? And you can't just use Skype for this. You need to have a secure network for this to take place, correct? That's right, yeah. The video has to be encrypted, the entire platform itself also encrypted. Um, <clears throat> you need to do uh, several other things that make it HIPAA compliant, like uh, signing BAAs with all of your clients to cover their liability, running third-party annual audit checks to make sure you're doing everything appropriately as you roll out new capabilities to the software. So there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot more capability in addition to uh, just offering uh, just standard video conferencing that, that makes it a little bit more of a special solution. And so this, this does this benefit more uh, the patient or the doctor or both? Uh, there are uh, value propositions uh, certainly on both sides. Uh, you know, for the provider, it adds a level of flexibility and convenience for their practice. It offers a, a dynamic way to deliver that treatment in a way they haven't been able to do before. <clears throat> and from an organizational standpoint, you're solving for some major problems that are in the healthcare market today. You know, what do you do with patients that are exhibiting at rural hospitals? Um, and there's not a psychiatrist to do a proper assessment. Mm -hmm. That even happens here uh, locally in Chattanooga. I heard a, uh, a call in uh, to our office, curious about our services uh, at Memorial, and, and, and they're interested in, in pursuing something like that. So what is that? Ha what what happens there? A uh, a doctor who's remote uh, gets video conferenced in to talk with a patient, assign a proper vehicle of care, <clears throat> and instead of maybe being admitted to the hospital, they uh, get some sort of outpatient treatment or, or whatever the case is. It saves the hospital money. It uh, provides more effective care for the patient. Um, and, um, and you know, it also kind of helps allocate resources more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Now, for the patient, you know, you're on an individual level, at the same time, uh, you know, if you move away and you no longer have uh, a close uh, proximity to your provider, you can maintain that relationship without having to start over for inclement weather situations, if you're traveling. Um, if you just are at the office and don't want to take a three-hour lunch break, <clears throat> there's a lot of different uh, reasons why people uh, are turned on to this. I think you just made that very crystal clear to myself and our listeners uh, about how detailed this service really uh, can provide people on both ends of it, uh, but how, uh, how it's needed as well. Uh, so is there anyone else out there providing this service for people? Yeah, telehealth is uh, a relatively new industry, but there's certainly other players. Um, you know, in, in the behavioral health side, uh, there's there's a few other platforms. Uh, we're actually one of the earliest platforms, um, have a very uh, future-rich competitive offering. Uh, there's also other companies out there that provide uh, different modalities of service in the medical field. <clears throat> for instance, Teladoc is one of the oldest. They actually did an IPO a few months ago. And they're the first telehealth company to do that. Um, so, you know, they, they provide more traditional medical services for um, for diagnoses that can be treated remotely, like uh, sinus infection or strep throat. Mm -hmm. So is that what separates you from the rest of the uh, competition out there is your uh, space in the behavioral health side of things? Or what else makes you different? Yeah, well, we're focusing on a specific niche in the healthcare industry, which is behavioral. Uh <clears throat> The other thing is we're doing some really neat things with the platform itself that uh, really help us stand out as uh, kind of a, a front runner in the industry, uh, being that we offer a, a very customized video solution. We actually have two video, uh, standalone video components that work seamlessly together in the background to provide um, a more enhanced, reliable video conferencing experience than you might uh, see elsewhere. We also have a lot of administrative capabilities that allow for more um, clinical workflows, uh, for instance, uh, caretakers to check patients directly into the session without them having to touch the software 
for the hardware, which is, is really critical for high needs populations like geriatric, uh, disabled individuals, and uh, adolescents as well. So it sounds like you uh, there have made some strides in the software and technology sides of things to provide a, a user experience that's second to none. Yes. Right. That's very good. Is this available on any mobile devices as well? Yeah, yeah. The the beauty of it is it's all in the cloud. So all, the only thing you need to get started is uh, a connected device and an internet connection. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you could use your iPad at home or maybe your mobile device. Maybe you're enjoying a nice lunch down here at the park by the river, but you want to talk to your counselor um, about some issues. You can get right on there. And uh, so let's talk about the business side of things. I mean, how do you guys make money at this? Well, uh, we're a SaaS business, and the business model reflects that. <clears throat> we um, have two modalities of, of service offering, principally. Uh, one for private practice. That's the onesie, twosie type of uh, small groups that are in business for themselves. <clears throat> and we offer uh, a set of subscriptions, depending on their use case and need, that they can choose from and pay on a monthly or annual basis. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the, the spectrum is uh, larger groups, healthcare organizations, um, that really run the gamut that we work with, whether they're clinics, whether they're inpatient hospitals, uh, higher education, uh, other telehealth service providers that need the engine to connect their provider panel to their clients. Uh, so uh, we, we charge a subscription for that as well. We do a lot of customization work uh, with that side of things, uh, private labeling, and we, um, you know, ancillary revenue streams that you know, look like uh, advanced administrative capabilities and uh, premium support packages and such. And so you are uh, making uh, great strides and making a positive difference in the world and the entrepreneur and startup. Um, any advice you would have for someone who's thinking about throwing their hat over the fence and chasing it for an entrepreneurial dream? What do you, th what's your advice to them? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot. I mean, this has been uh, the most educational learning experience of my life uh even more well, than college well, yeah, well, it's a joke right? <laughs> more than college for sure i mean it's like uh, a couple of phds thrown all at once right. or an mba whatever but yeah no um <clears throat> i think the one thing that's driven the you know the success for me and what i see in other successful um, folks starting companies is <clears throat> a relentless drive and perseverance to make it happen there's a certain grit that i see in people and, and that i think you need uh, to grind, grind it out mm -hmm. and uh, just don't don't ever give up. And I think that's attributed a lot to, to my successes uh, or relative successes is uh, just uh, not not giving up on it and uh, definitely pursuing a lot, uh, a lot, a lot of the local resources here in Chattanooga that have been so beneficial to us. We went through two accelerator programs, countless mentors that have helped us get to where we are. I can guarantee you that um, if you don't leverage those resources, your odds are stacked against you, and, and I don't, I'm not sure I would be where I am today if it wasn't for those resources, which is made, what makes Chattanooga a great place to start and run a company. Remind our listeners, we're talking with Harrison Tyner. He's founder and CEO of a little company called We Counsel Solutions, LLC, a behavioral telehealth company headquartered right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Let's talk about the business culture here in Chattanooga and uh, where it may have been, where it is now, where you see it going. Yeah, I mean, Tim, we were talking. You were talking before, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you grew up in, in Chattanooga all your life. You went to college, you came back. I did the same thing, mm -hmm. and maybe to a lesser degree, um, I was still able to see the change from 2008 to 2012 when I came back. I said, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea that this was here," and <clears throat> the resources. I mean, and you know, I was kind of deciding: well, do I want to just land this company in Columbia, South Carolina, where I went to school, or come back here and there was a big debate between me and my other co-founders about it 
ultimately it came back. We got accepted into this program and, and I started to realize that this is an exceptional opportunity. Um, the growth in it itself, you know, is, you see it almost daily. Um, you know, we're right in the middle of startup week. I see your mug here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've been able to go not only to, you know, those events, but also the Angel Summit that was hosted concurrently um, and got extremely valuable input from industry professionals from Silicon Valley, from New York. And that's exciting to me. We don't get access to that type of uh, or that level of experience, you know, that often or, or we haven't in the past. And, and you know, all of a sudden Chattanooga is becoming a conduit for entrepreneurship and um, a node uh, that people are, are exhibiting as an example for a healthy, growing startup community. We're, you know, be making a name for ourselves. I'm really excited about uh, where we're headed and, and really where we are today. It's great. Well, that's awesome. That's great testimony from you, uh, an entrepreneur here in Chattanooga, but a native Chattanooga and, and someone who came back to here to you know launch their business and, and see it grow. What do you see on the horizon for you and your team there uh, at your uh, We Council Solutions? Well, we've got a lot of, <laughs> we're going to have a really, actually a few really interesting uh, weeks and months ahead. We're in the middle of our Series A funding round. Um, you know, <clears throat> we've already gone through um, our seed round and, and we're able to demonstrate uh, a lot of traction um, in, in a lot of different ways from, from clients and, and, and revenue and structuring the company. So we're really at a, a, a great, great inflection point to look back on what we did and also look towards the future and, and how we're going to expand and, and grow the company. Are you looking for funding? Are you looking for additional investors or how is that playing out for you? Well, yeah, we are. We're actively uh, pursuing those conversations currently and hope to have a, a round zipped up in uh, the next two months. Excellent. Well, we certainly do wish you much success uh, and your company going forward. And if we can help you here at Business Radio X and Chattanooga Business Radio uh, further your mission, please let us know. We'd love to assist you in uh, doing the positive work uh, here in Chattanooga that you're doing. So please remind our listeners how they can find out more information about yourself, your company, and your organization. Well, sure. If you go to uh, wecouncil.com, you'll see our storefront. you can always uh, email in info at wecouncil.com, um, Facebook slash we, uh, yeah, facebook.com slash wecouncil uh, is our homepage for Facebook. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, to reaching out. And the number is uh, 888-958-2885. And you're providing services to both patients and doctors all over the country or just southeast? Or what's your kind of outreach there? Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. We service our clients directly or the healthcare providers. Uh, and it is uh, is not uh, uh, geographic specific whatsoever. We have clients throughout the United States uh, with national presence and also internationally. We have some fun with uh, some Australians and, and soon to, to be entering into Europe with a, with a partner. So we're really excited about those opportunities. Excellent. So uh, we definitely uh, encourage folks to go to the website, uh, wecouncil.com, for more information about how you as a provider can get signed up today to begin helping your patients in a more uh, uh, dynamic way uh, as opposed to the old house call. So uh, when you're not out there changing the world of uh, behavioral health and telemedicine, what do you like to do in your off time? Uh, well, I recently got married. so I Congratulations. Spent- <laughs> How recently? August 8th. Oh, you're a newlywed then. Yeah. Very good. So I'm lucky enough to have a, a beautiful wife that I spend a lot of time with. And uh, we have a lot of shared interest in, in the outdoors. She actually, um, she uh, skipped town on me, and she's out uh, backpacking in uh, North Carolina right now. Uh, and I, I had to stay in uh, and uh, do some work, but uh, 
Yeah, we like to get outdoors and you know. And Chattanooga is a kayak. great place yeah. for that, right? Absolutely, one right. of the reasons I moved back. Yeah, love the outdoor community. Well, if you don't find uh, Harrison out on the trail, you'll find him hard at work at his office there at wecouncil.com. So thank you for taking the time to join us today. Please stick around as we uh, introduce our next guest. Before we do that, just remind our listeners, you listen to Chattanooga Business Radio, powered by Business Radio X. The next guest in the studio to my radio left is Ryan Hinn. He is a small business counselor with the Tennessee Small Business Development Center. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. All right. And so uh, what uh, what brings you to the studio here today? Well, we're like I said we're earlier, we're here to provide counseling um, services for the business owners like the two guys to my left and, and to my right and, and all entrepreneurs here in the Business Development Center, Hamilton County, and then eight other counties. And we do that through uh, various one-on-one meetings as well as group session seminars. We put on about 140 to 150 a year in various topics. Wow. Maybe you should start doing some video counseling. Yeah, there you we know, go. He's yeah. got this, uh, the yeah. technology. Well, you've got the people. Yeah, and there then... we go. Well, we're actually a, um, we're a nationwide organization broken down into a state wide organization broken down to several county organizations. So we get funneled down. Uh, we're federally funded through the SBA, which is the Small Business Administration. Um, mm-hmm. But we're we're branded as the Tennessee Small Business Development Center. So there's 14 of our centers in the state. We actually have a uh, center in Cookville uh, that's hosted at Tennessee Tech that does offer online counseling. Because uh, we get a lot of business owners who are doing this as a side job. They got a full-time day job right now. They're trying to figure it out. And maybe some of our services during the day they just can't get to. Um, so we get them to log into our online uh, counseling services, and they can meet uh, with the counselor via chat and video and so on and so forth. So oh, we yeah. do try to provide some of that. Right. So you're connecting with them with the most easiest way right. so they can learn right. and get uh, get that support that they need. And we try to put some things out online as well um, via PDFs and uh, PowerPoints and so on and so forth in different topics that they can access. Mm-hmm. So I'm a business owner. I just mm-hmm. launched a new business, you know, and uh, how do I know I need help? Or maybe <laughs> I don't know I need help, but the, you do have that uh, that uh, training and counseling right. out there. Um, right. What's that first step for me like? Well, first thing is just finding out who we are. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, trying to just figure out who we are and what we do. So we sit down and we do an orientation every week for someone who's interested. And that's in free. Free. All okay. of our service, that's something to bring up. Um, our services are free of charge to the client. We don't charge them for our services. No counseling charges. No, you know, not at all. One-on-one, like you said, not all that all. is free. That, that's what we do. I that's don't know why people aren't that's signing right. up so, like so in gangbusters right we now. We do have a lot of attraction from that, and I attribute that to um, our director of our center has really gone out and promoted and partnered with people in the community, um, other accelerator organizations, um, some local banks, people who most of the time they walk into a bank to get that person to help. We partner with them so they can say, here's a service you can go right. check out Good referrals. to get back to. Absolutely. Um, and we do that. And also we do some promotions and do expos and partner with all the local chamber of commerce, too, because businesses are going to the chamber to find out right. where some help is at. So that's how that's how we get the word out. Right. In, in uh, Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, we've had uh, several representatives from the SBA come in and visit okay. us. And yeah. we actually had Mr. Cassius Butts come into oh, one wow. of our studios. And he's like the Southeast Regional right. Director. Right. He talked about how he has able, been able to secure over a billion dollars in funding in his tenure there as the Regional Director. I, I mean, that's unreal to me. Yeah, there's some unbelievable programs that are out there. And that's what we try to do is just bring a resource to the entrepreneurs to say there are other options out there than traditional 
or SBA or crowdfunding or venture or investing. So we try to just bring them a resource of everything to figure out where the best need is for them. And so let's say I'm a guy and I got a business idea. I have yet, yeah. yet started it. Yeah, you, that's can, right. you can put me on the right track. What are some of those things I need well, to we, get started? That's where that orientation comes into play. We sit down with, with business owners who are, are looking to get started and just give them some basic overview of business in general. Mm-hmm. They might may not have went to school for business, may not have went to college, but they have a great idea or they think they have a great idea. So we, we sit down with them and talk to them just about some legal structures, some tax obligations, um, some different attorneys, different accountants, different insurance agents, some different things you're going to need to go after in your business uh, in general just to make sure it's going to be feasible. And then we, we preach the business plan. Right. Uh, that's, that's what our core is. And we talk about sitting down and just starting a business plan, getting the ideas out of your head or your thoughts out of your head and putting them on paper just to get some real uh, stability about it and, and making it uh, real life situation. Yeah, and like you mentioned, that paperwork, yeah. getting everything secure yeah. with the government, and that could be a lot of overwhelming. I mean, yeah. I got a great idea. I just want to go to market with it, but man, right. I got to jump through all these hoops to make it happen. Yeah, but you can help. Yeah, and some don't realize there are there are hoops, and we try to uh, let them know what hoops are out there and how we can get through them. Mm-hmm. Um, which ones to avoid as well? Yeah, some which of those pitfalls, yeah. right? Right. There's a lot of different options. There's no right or way wrong to right or wrong way to open a business. And even if you're going to open the same business as a guy next door, you're going to have a different way of going about doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we try to just, just crunch out from. Now, what about getting loans for the business? Is that something you can help with as well? The, the writing of and right. the application of and where to go to for some of these exactly. loans? Exactly. So, you know, they go into a bank and get handed a loan application or a package to fill out. And they just don't know some of those answers. So we try to sit down with them and help figure out the answers, make it uh, look right, sound right, and make sure they understand what the question is, is actually what they need to be answering in that way. Uh, of course, startup loans are, are, are hard to get, and mm-hmm. we know that. And and we try to let our businesses know that startup loans are just not that easy to go out and sign a piece of paper and get right. handed a lump sum of money. Uh, so there are other options we try to help them get to. Now, what's the difference between uh, the you know, the startup cost versus the cost of starting the business? Right, right. So, you know, we got to put together what is it going to take me to launch? That's that's where the startup costs come into play is how much money do I have saved up or how much investment do I need um, or how much how much in loans do I need to actually get this thing started? And then the startup cost is what is my cash flow going to look like? What's my day-to-day operations going to fall into play? And how can I keep this thing going in terms of a start cost? Um, so we try to lay that out, help them with projections. Um, for instance, rent, utilities, so on and so forth, things that are going to come into play. Uh, you can't be asset rich and cash poor. Mm-hmm. And we, we might own a $100,000 worth of equipment, but if we don't have cash coming in right. each month, we're not going to survive. Equipment's just going to stay That's dormant. Right. right. That's right. That's good. So we're talking with Ryan Hen. He's a small business counselor with the Tennessee Business Development Center here in Chattanooga. That's right. Offices. Where are your offices located? We're actually located in the Business Development Center, um, also branded as the Incubator mm-hmm. Program here in Chattanooga. It's a phenomenal building that the county owns, leased to the chamber for them to run, and we partnered with them to have office space here. Um, we're the only permanent tenant here. Everyone else is on the Incubator Program, uh, but we're actually a permanent tenant here to help the businesses who are housed here uh, for the three-year program. That's so all the orientations or meetings and all that right. will take place here. We take we, we do a majority of those here in the incubator because we have the facilities. And like I said, in our other counties, we partner with the local chambers to take those out to them and use usually local chamber facilities to do those. Excellent. Um, I got a question about uh, veteran-owned business. I'm an Army veteran yeah. myself, and mm-hmm. so uh, um, I've had a couple of businesses mm-hmm. in the past, but are any special programs for veterans out there yeah, you know, to get a, involved? There's an SBA program that's available right now for veterans that waives the fee for SBA loans. Um, because you're a veteran, the, the, yeah. there's a people, you know, the SBA does have a fee of doing business uh, right. when they're doing a loan fee, but for a veteran, they'll waive that fee. Um, and that's one of the most popular ones for veterans out there. 
that we have. And also UTC does a veterans boot camp every year here locally. And they bring, bring veterans in from all over the country. They're looking to get started and specifically targeting veterans who are coming came home and looking to start a business. Excellent. I knew there was something out there Hell for yeah. them because uh, there's always somebody you know, trying to help veterans right. spur them into entrepreneurship um, and, and can, can do that mission Absolutely. of uh, what they're doing. Any entrepreneurial background from you? I mean, well, what got you started? In, well, I grew up in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my mom, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my dad, every, we, they all own businesses. I've never physically owned the business in my name myself, but always been a part of it and worked yeah. in it and ran it. So I've seen it from the inside. You have. Yeah, that's right. I see right. It, and it takes a family to run a business. I, yeah. I really do believe that. Yeah. And now you're helping people that's start right. their business. And so that must be rewarding. Any oh, recent success stories you could share with our oh, well, listeners? We've had you know, several people come to us who have actually launched an incubator. Uh, we also meet with the existing businesses as well who are trying to get to that next level. We don't just uh, specifically target startups. Right. So there's been a lot of businesses who've came to us and just looking to buy a building. And it's really successful when they get that get that stability and put something on their books mm-hmm. and they buy a building. So we've had and, several. And it, there's so many. It's hard, hard to pick one out. And it's across all industries, too. Right. Whether you want to open Absolutely. a beauty parlor or a long-cutting mm-hmm. job business or right. some fancy software, you can do yeah. it. The only thing that we're restricted against is nonprofit organizations, and it makes sense because we're federally funded. Mm-hmm. Nonprofits aren't putting tax dollars in play, so we have that one restriction. So we also partner with SCORE in town who specifically can help nonprofits. So if they do come to us and decide nonprofit's the way to go, we don't just write them off, we actually help them get into another organization. That now, what help. about if I wanted to open some sort of gambling establishment? Yeah, you guys well, help me there, I, too? I can help you with anything, but I may not be able to help you get SBA funding for that. <laughs> right. There's some right. restrictions. Or, or start, uh, you know, something, uh, yeah. you know, what? some, some cat house somewhere know. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee's <laughs> probably not going to allow that. <laughs> right. We might have to find a different place for you. That's okay. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but yeah, as long as you uh, right. got your act together, you yeah. got a good business, and you got your paperwork together, because yeah. writing that business plan right. and the executive summary, all that's a huge part of getting that loan and taking that business business either uh you know to market or to uh, the right. next level we want to make sure what you're getting into is feasible for you <laughs> very good yeah. so uh ryan hen uh small business counselor with the tennessee small business development center please remind our listeners yeah. how they can find out more information about you your programs okay. and services well you can find us at tsbdc.org we are a org organization so you can go there and check us out find actually click into chattanooga or you can click into any of our organizations there on our homepage of the different locations in tennessee that we have uh, you can find us on Facebook also, facebook.com slash TSBDC Chattanooga, mm-hmm. um, and that's how we're branded. So uh, right. 423-756-8668 is our local office, and we'll be happy to help anyone get the right resource they need. Excellent. And I think also just creating awareness that you're out there that's for right. people. Yeah. You know, you, People may say, all right, I know this is a resource for me that I should take advantage of, but when you're uh, not even on someone's radar, right. uh, you know, that's a, probably a challenge that you're, you're working hard every Absolutely. day to you know, get, get it known. And if they just there. want to go to our website and hit view upcoming training to see what kind of training seminars are coming up in the future, uh, and just pick one to try to see how it's going to work for you, whether it's on legal accounting, tax structure, uh, branding, business plan, whatever, the marketing, we try to provide that. So just pick one and try it. Where do you think your week is at? Right, right. All right, very good. And Ryan, one last question. You know, what about you when you're not uh, helping people yeah. in their businesses? What do you like to do in your well, off time? I'm an avid golfer, so that, that's my spare time. Find you out on the links, yeah, right? find me out on the links. So okay. that, that's what I like to do in my spare time. You're a scratch golfer, I bet, uh, too, right? That's, I try to. Yeah, <laughs> right. anyway, that's the goal. Well, very good. Uh, thank you so much again for taking the time. Please stick with Absolutely. us as we now turn our attention to our uh, guy who's going to take us home here, Mr. Tim Kelly, CEO and co-founder of ZipFlip. How are you doing, sir? I'm fine. All right. So tell us, p- please, about ZipFlip uh, in more detail. Well, again, I grew up in the car business um, and, you know, have seen kind of every angle uh, of it. Had just about every job in, 
in the dealership growing up and you know, there's a healthy private party market out there. I have people would come in saying, look, I'm just going to sell my car myself. Dealerships rely on, on trade-in, so we want folks to trade in, but there's a certain segment of the population uh, that's always going to sell a car themselves. But it's dangerous, right? It's dangerous and it's disorganized. Everybody's read a Craigslist horror story. And so, you know, uh, I saw that as a business opportunity. And uh, um, uh, my co-founder and I, uh, it actually started out as a business called Car Clips, and it was actually originally uh, based around dealerships because uh, we were we were taking a box with information about a particular car and putting it on the car. So that if somebody came on the lot after hours, they could take one out and say it was like a little brochure mm-hmm. on that particular car because every used car is its own animal. Everyone's unique, unlike new cars. And and uh, so that segued. I went back and got my MBA um, late, pretty late in life. Went down to Emory and 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 kind of revived the idea after that because it didn't scale very well. Uh, and smartphone penetration was really the thing that did it. I um, bet you know, when smartphone penetration hit about fifty percent. We had always had this idea of basically being able to put a code on a sticker and and put a sticker on the car. Um, we haven't rolled out dealership facing functionality yet. Again, we're we're focused on the private party market because that's really where the pain is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a sticker um, patent pending that that you can put on the car. Uh, it's a lot better looking than that crappy old for sale sign that people put on their cars. And you know somebody can walk up, text in a code. It's your your uh, you're completely protected. Your your uh, identity is protected. It links. Uh, we're powered by Edmunds.com. Right. Uh, big so, car site. Yeah, exactly. Big car site. Uh, number three, I think, behind NADA and, and Kelly Blue Book. But it's the most trusted mm-hmm. car site. So the one that most consumers are most comfortable with. Uh, and, you know, th- you get all the information about the car, including the asking price. You can negotiate. Uh, you can follow a car. Uh, so if the price changes, you, you will get the update. So uh, it's a big, ambitious application, but um, uh, we're, you know, we're chipping away at it. Right. So say I've, I've, I've identified a car using ZipFlip yep. and uh, want to make the purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that put me directly in contact with the owner of the vehicle, like via telephone or email? Or? It's, it's, it's right now we're doing messaging through the app. We're looking at actually uh, doing like Airbnb and, and spoofing a number so that mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't even know. It would just be, you know, phone to phone without having to log in. But currently, you know, you just takes a second, like Airbnb, you log into the application and communicate through the application. So your identity is protected, uh, but we do link in. You know, we looked at, uh, oddly enough, we looked at dating websites. We looked at pet adoption websites. We looked at stuff outside the car space to see, you know, what, what are really the best practices in, in the peer-to-peer space uh, that, that we can bring to the table here and show enough of somebody's identity so they know they're not dealing with an axe murderer. But, right. but not so much so that, you know, I mean, very frankly, um, women are our primary target market because, um, you know, you can make quite a bit more on your money, uh, on your car rather, selling it than trading it in. Some people obviously, thank goodness, do trade in just for time and convenience. But uh, we've spoken to a lot of women in focus groups who are like, I'd love to do it, but I'm just scared to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, giving them those tools to be able to protect their identity and give them best practices on the transaction and and give them all the information, uh, including a, a warranty, um, bill of sale, all the paperwork they need to do it. You know, everybody that, that there's a significant market that does it now uh, on Craigslist. But right. They're almost always middle-aged men, mm-hmm. you know, or they know like they have an Uncle Joe that, that used to work in the car business. It kind of shows them how to do it. So 
in a way, it's uh, it's kind of like a Sherpa for the process. Very nice. And can you search using this app based on the type of vehicle you want or the location? I mean, what are some of the search criteria that you, you so can So that's part of the site that we're working on. Uh, currently, uh, it's a bit of a paradigm shift because we, we're not really trying to build a big tent. We're not trying to out-auto trader, auto trader. Right. So if you go to the site now and search for a car, it's a little it's a little dicey. What we're counting on is that sellers come into the site, they get a sticker, and they can push that listing back out to Facebook, to Twitter. We'll push it out to popular listing sites like CarGurus as well. And then they'll they'll take that car's unique listing and come back into the site. So we're, we're going to make that portion of the site more robust because mm-hmm. I think people are just programmed to think about things in that big tent scenario like Cars.com and AutoTrader. But that's not really the way we're going at the market. Right. That's how I bought my last vehicle through Auto Trader, yeah. and uh, I just knew I wanted an SUV, mm-hmm. four by four, and I wanted it under certain prices. Exactly. My, I didn't care what color, you know, what bells and whistles I had on it, but I, that's all I knew I, I wanted. Yeah, and we're not we're we're very narrowly focused on the peer to peer market. Um, you know, I've been I've been in business a long time and been warned many times, as I'm sure these guys have heard, to not try to boil the ocean, right? So <laughs> so Harrison's idea is very narrowly focused on one segment of the market. Similarly, you know, we're, we're really just focused on the private party market. Uh, it's, it is like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, by most estimates, fully one-third of the used car market. And the used car market in the United States, like 45 million transactions. Uh, and you know, private parties are about 13 million and nobody's really, I mean, there's, we have competition. There's a lot of people kind of, you know, going at it, but nobody's very narrowly focused on the private party. And so that's, that's kind of where we're. Yeah. If you're going to be selling your car, uh, on the private market, you've got to have a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit about yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. You're trying to take on something that some people may just drive to CarMax, say, hey, buy my car exactly. from me or go here and yeah. there. So making it easy for them, also making it easy for someone to find yeah. the vehicle they want, um, that certainly does sound like a big challenge. To, it's a big challenge. I mean, it's an ambitious application. Uh, there's no question about it. And, and, uh, it's um, it, we we were we were invited by Edmonds to compete in their big pitch competition they do called Hackamotive back in uh, March and we won. Nice, congratulations! So we won a twenty five thousand dollars prize for that. We were very encouraged by that, and then we were invited back to participate in their um, accelerator program called Fastlane. So we just wrapped that up uh, last um, last month, and we were one of only two teams. There were six total uh, that began the program that that finished, and we'll have an ongoing relationship with Edmonds. Going forward, so they love what we're doing. Um, they see the need, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of VC that's been raised in this space uh, that just going to try to disintermediate the entire automotive space, including you know dealership and and the whole nine yards. But again, we're very much focused on private party. We're speaking with Tim Kelly. He's CEO and co-founder of a company called ZipFlip. He's a Chattanooga area entrepreneur, and he also owns and operates two successful dealerships: Kelly Subaru and Southern Honda Power Sports. Yep. Uh, so uh, you get an opportunity to see it from both sides of the fence over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we, we actually are rolling out a dealer-facing piece because what we found as well is that there's a relationship between time and price, right? Somebody that wants to sell their own car, um, you know, most people kind of inherently understand that there's a you know a fairly big difference between retail and wholesale, and a dealer's not going to be able to give you for your car what you could sell it for yourself. But there are times when, you know, you got a mortgage payment coming up or it's Junior's birthday and you need to buy him a bike or, and you just need to pull the trigger. Right. And so um, we're working on a dealer facing piece so that you've got your car listed, but you can you have a fallback offer from a dealer that you can just go and collect a check that day, you know, which is what CarMax's model is, very frankly. But yeah. not every market has CarMax. Yeah. Uh, CarMax does a really good job of it. So we're, we're going to 
we're, we're working on that so that we can integrate both pieces. We're not trying to, you know, put car dealers out of business. That would be pretty stupid for me. But, but there's, again, there's, there's a big segment of the market that, that does it now. We're just trying to help them do it better. Sounds like the world's wide open for you. Well, uh, yeah, I like yeah. to think of it. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no no limits to where this could go, how it could play out, and you know, every person out there has two or three vehicles. Yeah. You know, in some cases. So, well, we we hope to expand to Power Sports as well. Uh, Edmunds does not have an API for Power Sports, but Southern Honda is a large. So you mean ATVs? Correct. Yeah. ATV, motorcycle, oh, gotcha. uh, marine, RV, yeah. Uh, things of that nature. A lot of those, the private party markets in those markets are very, very large and very underserved. So, you know, our our constraint is just, you know, time and money. And so uh, you know, we're yeah. here in the BDC and we're grinding away at it. Yeah, if day. you can get into that uh, market of hunters and fishermen out there, they're buying and selling trading gear all the time. Got it. And uh, especially some of those power sports, you know, that they use down there at Hunt Camp. Yep. So very good. And also you're very active here in the community, uh, serving on cer- uh, charitable boards around town. How do you like that role? Um, I, st- I'm, I am probably pathologically uh, busy. You okay. know? I mean, my wife would tell you that. I, uh, I'm on the board of River City uh, Company. Um, I've been on the board of the Chamber of Commerce here locally. I'm on the board of the Chattanooga Community Foundation, the Community Foundation of Greater Chattanooga. And I'm on the uh, managing board of Chattanooga FC, and that had started out as a passion of a big Chattanooga Football fan. Club. Chattanooga Football Club, which is a soccer club. Right. Um, and that has gone from a fun thing that I'm passionate about to a honest-to-goodness business. So uh, nice. I'm not bored. No, I'm and you're bored. also an adjunct professor over at UTC. Yeah, I do that, too. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anything on your wish list that you wish you could do? I clone myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little more time in the day, yeah. certainly. So. Um, very good. So uh, please remind our listeners how they can find more information about yourself or your organization. So, yeah, uh, ZipFlip.com we're right now. I mean, it will be a fee-based service right now. It's free. So, I mean, we're, we're in kind of a, a quasi-beta period. So go to ZipFlip.com. There's a nice little explanatory video there. Um, and, uh, and try it out if you're thinking about selling a car. Uh, yourself and uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, Tim Kelly Chattanooga um, easy easily enough so uh, very good if you can't find him on LinkedIn you'll probably find him out on the pitch on the weekends yep. chasing around a little white and black ball uh, exactly yeah. yeah I still play I'm at my advanced age I still play adult league soccer on Sundays and I will until I can anymore <laughs> I don't guess they're gonna let people out there in wheelchairs but well, that sounds fun. And uh, your thoughts on Chattanooga, the business culture. You, you're a native Chattanooga, moved away, came back, and how you've seen it change, and where you see it going here over the next few years. Yeah, look, it's been it's been an amazing journey. Um, you know, I was in New York uh, in the late '80s and moved back, kind of on an if. And my friends in New York were like, "You've lost your mind," and I kind of <laughs> thought I had, but uh, you know, um, I, I had no siblings to take over the family business, and so I kind of felt an obligation to do that. And Man, Chattanooga just kind of met me in the middle. I mean, it's been a nice ride with a few, been more like stair steps than a smooth thing. I mean, you know, it's not been, uh, I would say, as Harrison was saying, I would say Chattanooga really kind of hit its stride maybe maybe 2010 or 11. It kind of went to a new level, but it's been a steady um, uh, improvement, and it's just become a phenomenal place. You know, I can remember a time when, uh, when people would leave here. We used to have to, you know, uh, really pay people too much to to come here and work at the dealerships from out of other markets, and they hated it, frankly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at some point, uh, I had a friend that moved here to work for TVA, and he lost his job or quit. And uh, he said, and I said, "Well, when are you leaving?" You know, and he said, I, "I'm not leaving. You know, I, I I love it here." And I remember I remember vividly thinking, "This is this is different." You know, I mean, it was completely flabbergasted. 
I was completely flabbergasted. And that was the point at which I'm like, well, maybe this place isn't so bad after all. Right. And, and since then, you know, now people just move here. I've got employees that have moved here just on an if over the transom, you know, from all over the place. And so it's, it's been really great to see. That's a great testimony about yeah. that. And uh, I'm a native Atlanta myself and yeah. uh, have visited Chattanooga through the years. Uh, I think Chattanooga has become the town Atlanta wish it, it could have been. You know, we, we've gone on to the big time, too big in some cases, for my opinion, well, where Chattanooga is small enough, connected enough, but yet still forward thinking enough. To, to have this business culture here, and I'm, I'm certainly envious of what y'all are doing here Thank in this town. Thank you very town. much, yeah. Very good. So uh, before we get out, let's revisit uh, our guest here today. So back to Harrison Tyner, CEO and founder of We Council Solutions. Remind our listeners, again, how they can find out about your services and what kind of services you're providing. Yeah, so We Council provides a telehealth software application for providers to connect with their patients online in a secure setting. Uh, you can find us at WeCouncil.com, uh, Facebook.com slash WeCouncil, and the number to call in is 888-258-2885. And uh, you can always find me on LinkedIn as well at Harrison Tyner. And we will post this information on our web posting uh, after today's show. So thank you, Harrison, so much for joining us. If we can help you further your mission, your cause here at Business Radio X, please let us know. We would love to do it. Thank you. All right. And Ryan Hinn, Small Business Counselor, Tennessee Business Development Center. Yes, sir. Uh, how can people find you? You can find us at tsbdc.org, or you can find us again on Facebook, or you can give us a call at 423-756-8668. Uh, and just a comment about the, for the entrepreneurs out there, uh, these two guys to my left and right made a, a very valid point when they were going through their, their talk, and that's what we talk about with our, our uh, counseling seminars is, uh, they found the need and they're creating the solution mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing in their business. And that's right. what, what people have to find. Right. Like my dad, you say you find a hole and you fill it. That's right. Right. So, uh, that's what you're and doing for your helping it, people do right. that. And so we certainly encourage you exactly. know people to get in touch with you. And again, if we can help you here you. at business radio X, Absolutely. either highlighting some of your success stories or somebody okay. wants to tune in and, and think about, uh, you know, using your services, you can get a good testimony right from you. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. And uh, once again, Tim Kelly, co-founder and CEO of zip flip, um, a online, uh, platform for people to buy and sell cars, private party. Exactly. And, um, and, uh, people can get more information there or, uh, they can sign up, uh, starting today to, if they want to list their car, yeah, right? Ziplip.com. And we are as, as well as Harrison, we're in the middle of a, a bridge round of financing as well. So if they're angel investors here for Startup Week, uh, we're open for business in that regard as well. So. Very good. Yeah, we, we uh, interview quite a, f- a few number of angel investors in the Atlanta area, and they're always looking to branch out into other markets. So perhaps we can put them in contact with you. And if we can help you further your mission, your cause uh, here in the Chattanooga area, please let us know. We'd love to do so here at Business Radio X. That's great. Thank you to all of our guests who are joining us here today. Thank you to all of our listeners for your support here on Chattanooga Business Radio. If your company is doing something interesting to genuinely serve your market, your community, and your profession, reach out to us directly on the website and the contact page at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton, Lee Cantor, and on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio. <laughs>